Good evening everyone and welcome to next edition of Catches Win Matches. Uh, this evening we're here to have a, a conversation about the uh, 2019 season, uh, what Denton St. Lawrence had. We were uh, double winners that season and I thought I'd bring a couple of guests on um, from the team who had a big impact that year uh, to have a bit of a conversation about um, why, why we were uh, the champions that year, what, what separated us from the rest, um, some of the standout performances and a few bits and pieces uh, from the rest of the season as well. So my first guest is uh, South African professional Neil Armbuckle, represents South West Districts from Cape Town. Uh, 2018 he played for Milnro and then he came to the Saints in 2019. Uh, my second guest has represented Derbyshire uh, through all age group cricket and also been around uh, Derbyshire up until I think 2019. Grew up at Glossop all through the age groups and then also played for Eckington in the uh, Derbyshire Premier League and then saw sense, saw the light and came over to the Saints for 2019. And his name is Matt Sonzak. So, Neil, Sonny. Welcome to Catches Win Matches. Uh, I'll come to you first, Neil. How's things, mate? Yeah, getting yourself. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Not too bad. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to getting on on with the season, mate. That's for sure. Sonny, how's things with you, pal? What have you uh, What have you been up to? How have you been keeping busy? Yeah, very good. Cheers, Ty. Um, well, I, just bought, I bought a house, so I've been very busy with that, trying to sort all that out. Especially, you know, I'm not the best at reading, so all these contracts have been a bit of a struggle, so it's taken me a while to get through them, but yeah, it's going well, you're looking well yourself, been doing lots of running. Yeah, loads of running, mate, loads of running, dropped a, dropped a little bit of timber, thought I'd have to uh, try yeah, and keep up. Looking trim there, pal, looking trim. Trying to keep up with the uh, with the young guns in the team, being, uh, being a veteran these days. Um, so, first and foremost, uh, I'll come over to you, Snoop, first, just... Um, just give me a bit of an insight on, well, first and foremost, I suppose it's, you left uh, Lawrence's in, I think it was the back end of August 2019 to, to go home for your season. Um, did you did you play a full season when you went back in 2019 then? Um, yeah, luckily enough, uh, Corona really hit us like late March and we literally finished our game two weeks before our lockdown started. So, the tournament hadn't finished, but luckily enough, our, our full game had finished already. So, yeah, got a full season in, luckily. Right, okay. And then you um, obviously couldn't come over to the UK straight away. Um, yeah. So, obviously, our, our season was curtailed, basically. It wasn't a normal season. We played local, friendly cricket. Um, but you did come over to the UK, though, didn't you, for a, for a few weeks at some point last summer? Yeah, obviously, uh, Olivia lives in the UK, and I haven't seen her um, since early Jan. Um, so, yeah, made a plan. Uh, luckily, I got uh, 
some good mates that uh, fundraising helped us uh, come over. Um, yeah. yeah, then I played a bit of cricket down in Kent and then yeah, I played one game up north. I think I stopped right for uh, church, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's when that's when uh, I came to see you and Adam came as well and, yeah. and Matt and played one game back up north and carried on where you left off and won a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> good game as well it was a well I say it was a good game I, it was a, it was a good game but it wasn't the best wicket I don't think was it yeah uh, it was a bit uh, typical up north though, a wet put in well hopefully we get a, we get some better weather this year mate um, yeah yeah Sonny just give us a bit of I know you've, you've bought an house and everything but what have you what have you been up to I know it, last season was frustrating for you know, everyone at the end of the day, the cricket wasn't wasn't the best, and you know, COVID calling games off and no changing rooms and and all the rest of it. So, I know when the season finished, we were kind of all ready for the season finishing because it wasn't wasn't what we would call a season. But um, what have you been what have you been doing over the winter? Have you been been keeping fit and getting ready for for hopefully what we've what we what will be a normal season this year? Yeah, well, it just weren't cricket, was it last year's? It just it didn't feel right. It didn't feel the same as always. I didn't, I didn't particularly enjoy it. And then through like the full summer, I was like month on month off furlough. So my months off, and my brother owns a gym. So me and my friends like we're training there and like doing. I did loads of pre-season for rugby because like each time the rugby season would say right, we're going to start at this period, and then it never did. So we did a load of training, loads of fitness. So I kept in pretty good nick, and then the gym started opening again, so I was keeping in there, and then just doing a month-on, month-off work, as I said. Um, but yeah, it's, been, it's just been tough for everyone, like, being able to do some bits for a certain period of time, and then that stopped because of something, and then you, then you can't do it, and then everyone's just like, why? And then, but yeah, it, it seems a bit of light at the end of the tunnel now, and hopefully we'll get a good season going. Not looking forward to this quick start. I might have to get a few sneaky nets in before we start. <laughs> yeah, tell me about. It. I was thinking about that myself. If it's uh, if it's literally going to be a couple of weeks, I've just I've just been on a run today actually, and uh, I've just been doing road running basically. That's all I've been doing. Um, yeah. And this afternoon, I just thought to myself, I need to get back on the grass because uh, we all know what it's like at the start of the season. You, you have that first net on grass, and it's like treading water. So. Um, yeah, I did about three minutes on my normal time running on grass instead today, so uh, that's my excuse. Yeah, anyway. yeah that's true. That's how it's been. Just gonna have to walk in. <laughs> Especially Snoop's not nice. Uh, not nice bowling at the opposite end when he's bowling six darts in about forty seconds. <laughs> so you're gonna have to stack on some painkillers if you get double Yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, get get a medical box in the changing room, won't we? So, um, right. So, Snoop, just first of first of all, I just want to before we go on to talking about the league, I just want to talk quickly about what your view um, is on what it means to be a, a pro cricketer coming to the UK. Uh, the reason I want to ask you about it is because when 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 a club um, invests in a professional in the UK you, you know yourself you've been over here for enough years now um, you know it's 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 a it's a big thing and I think a lot of clubs um, they look at stats you know they'll look at what a pro's done on the pitch what runs they've scored what wickets they've taken um, 
but that doesn't always necessarily tell the the, the real you know the the real story the, the the bigger picture for example when we signed you you played at you know Milnrow who um with all due respect to them you know finished low down in league didn't have a great season that season but we looked into the bigger picture of of what you'd done in a, in a side that struggled so we did look at your stats on in you know what you'd done bowling what you what you'd done with the bat but also spoke to a number of people who had played against you um what sort of character you were and i don't think a lot of clubs do that um they just sign the stats basically so from your point of view being a professional what's what what does it mean when you when you come to england what do you have in your mind where you think right i'm the professional this is what i've got to bring to this club yeah uh, well first of all obviously i'm very lucky that i get the opportunity to come over and play um so yeah, I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've had over the years to come over and play club cricket in um, the UK. Um, but yeah, just obviously always stats will be a thing, but that's also not um, my main goal when I go to a club. I try and leave a club in a better position than it was when I got there. Um, so maybe if I can't do high performance, maybe I can create a more professional environment in the club, in the club, and like the training, just be more focused instead of just going through um, through the motions. There's almost everyone has like a little thing they want to work on, so they keep there's a constant improvement throughout the whole year instead of just going through the motions. Um, and yeah, I mean the South African culture and the English culture might not be the exact same, but we also do like to um, socialize with the drink and that. So I think that's as a help, like to spend more time off the field with the players and get to know everyone. Um, and yeah, it's just, I've created some awesome memories and mates from playing uh, cricket and just, yeah, yeah, I think that's what I'll be in a club. I just always want to try to leave it in a better place if it's on the field and off the field. Yeah. That's my goal. Good stuff. And Sonny, I think I think you'd agree with me when I when I say this. It, from from the outside in, I think when a and we we're guilty of that ourselves as as well as other teams. You go to a you go to a side, you go to a different ground, for example, and you only get that experience that day of them players that you're playing against. And for example, you look at a professional from another club, and your impression may be he he probably won't be for us. We might not rate him. You know he. He doesn't bring enough to that side for me. But actually, when you look at Neil, and tell me if you agree with this, but what I got from that season with Neil in 2019 was he's a quiet guy, but he did, but he also demands the respect from the boys at the same time. And when something does need to be said, he's quite happy to step in. And and that's that's the times when you you, you see the players sort of Listen, you know this. They take they take notice. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd, I'd say like he epitomizes what a pro should be and what a pro is. Uh, he did. He conducted himself around the club and everything. How a pro should be, and then he, because it can be a bit construed when people say a pro is very loud and talking a lot, but then it could always just be noise. Well, like when. Snoopy would say something, he'd only say if it needed to be said and was right to be said. But then the boys 
everyone knew that when he said something, right, we need to listen because this will be important, this is what we need as a team. But I think that's where he differs from some other people because he doesn't carry an ego with him, he's very humble. Yeah. But I can tell you one thing, he definitely isn't quiet on a Sunday night on the way to the uh, Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> I, rem- I remember that night um, or, or one of them nights when you were um, you were going to town and you, we were in the cricket club um, I'm sure we'd had a game um, and it was a Sunday night and you were going you coming you going to town Tiggy and I was like I was like oh I don't know mate it's cracking on now we've had a few beers and you're no we're going to town we're going to town and I'm sure that we turned up at training on in fact it was uh the Monday you were doing junior coaching and you turned up, you was a little bit, little bit rough, uh, I think, or a little bit ropey, shall we say? And I said, "Oh, how did your night go?" And I think you got to Manchester about ten and you're home at twelve. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was brilliant because we're out with the Aussie as well. Oh, so Nick, I, yeah. Because I was working at the time, so I, I had free time, so all you boys had to like get ready, and you were all working on the Monday. I was all right, so I, I took them both under my wing and took them into Manchester, and they had, they had a decent night. I remember that we had to stop a couple of times on the way home in the taxi for the Aussie. But, uh, but yeah, it was a good night. You've got you've gone up in the world since then, though, haven't you? Uh, haven't you, Sonny? You've gone from sleeping in your little Ford Fiesta to having a having a Merc and buying a an house. So yeah, so obviously we've touched on on what it is to be a pro and, and like I say from from our point of view snoop you you bought everything to the side what we what we needed we needed you know yeah fair enough you need the stats but i think i think a pro you, you need the presence of a pro as well and and i think when you get a good pro the other 10 players in the team go up a level and and that's definitely what happened so um so yeah it was uh, it was all good anyway we'll move on to um the 2019 season, which was obviously very, very successful. Uh, double winners, uh, Great Manchester Premier League winners and uh, also Derek Kay Cup winners. Uh, Snoop, first of all, what would, I mean, what would you say over the season? I know you didn't play against every team, but you, you were there for the majority. Over the season, what would you say, what would you say differentiated us from, from the rest of the sides? Because I know, you know, we, we had a really good start in the season um, and what were basically happening was we kept winning and the teams that were that we thought were going to be up there challenging, they were all beating each other, um, which obviously played in our, into our hands. So what, what do you think differentiated our team across the season to the, to the rest of them? Um, well, like I said, I think um, you guys put in a lot of hard work during the season. So I think once we started winning, we put in the hard work. So it also helped us to continue with that uh, winning ways. But I think also we had, in our bowling attack, we had everything. We had left arm seam, right arm seam, swing bowlers, seam, but like people that can nip the ball. And then we obviously had uh, left arm spin and right arm spin. So I think we had a good variety in our attack and our batting order was, we batted quite deep um, with different, sorry, different types of batsmen, like Adam could anchor the innings, um, and then you got people that are a bit more destructive, like uh, Scott and Sonny and all them. So I think we're just a well-balanced team, and we I think we got rewarded for the way we trained and the way we conducted ourselves throughout the season. I think. Yeah, definitely. Nothing like a little bit of late nip, is this, Sonny? <laughs> no, 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 no. 
Well, what about you, Sonny? What What are your thoughts on um, on what differentiated us? And obviously, I know Neil touched on you know the way we conducted ourselves and we put the hard yards in, which which we did. But what would you say? What would you say specifically if you could pick something in the team, which was which was the difference? Um, whether it be you know spin, whether it be the the seam side, or or whether it be the batting side, what would you say was the was the part? Uh, it sounds very simple, but I actually think it was just the team, like the the group of people that we brought together for that season. I think was exceptional because with so many different like little personalities within the group, like you got like say Kyle and the Morris who are very quiet, maybe like introverted. And you got like the louder players like me and Parky and people like that. But but then I think we all came together. We had one common goal, and no matter what, we all stuck around each other. Whereas and Neil just slotted in perfectly with that, because some of the other teams that had these big pros and things like that, but they were very selfish, I'd say. And like there was always like a bit of a divide. But then any time throughout the season. We had a bit of trouble, or like we were going for a bit of a rough patch in a game. Adam would bring us round, get us all together, have a quick chat, and then we'd rally around each other. And I think that's what the difference was uh, in the 2019 season for us. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I totally agree. I think, I think no matter what side you have, 99% of the time, the team that that wins the league because it's over a, a season. A, cup, a cup's a little bit different. I think your standout players can win you a cup on, on the day, if you know what I mean, through the rounds. Yeah. But o- over a season, I think the best team all together as one usually comes out on top. Um, yeah. And I think that I think that uh, showed it. So, Scoop, we're going to talk a little about the Scoop shot, Snoop. Um, <laughs> this, so, I remember probably the season before, actually, 2018, um, running into bowl at nets, for example, and you'd have Dillers trying to scoop you over the sight screen and missing it, and all his stumps all over the floor like normal. Um, sorry, Dillers, I have to give you a mention, mate. Um, <laughs> um, but we, you know, we we'd stand there and be like, "What's he doing? You know, what's he what's he playing at? Um, why is he playing that shot? Because we, you know, we lead cricketers, and we it's I suppose stuck in our ways, I suppose." Um, looking back at it now but you came in and I always remember um, you were doing uh, one-to-one with Adam um, and you asked Adam do you do you play the scoop and Adam's re- response was like no no like it's too risky and your response no, ba- yeah and and your response basically was this it's one of the most risk-free shots there is um, so just just tell us a little bit about about the scoop, how you, how you came about being so confident with it and and a little bit about how you use it. I think, um, well, more than like a paddle, um, I think it's just, if you're a bit under pressure and you obviously struggling to rotate the strike and there's no one there, I don't think it's a high risk option if you're in a good position. It's the same as uh, any shot really. If you're in a good position, I think it comes a low risk, especially if you train it often. Um, it was something um, my teammate at SPJ made me work on, um, so you don't come stuck against spin really, um, and then you can play with the field really. So if you got that in your bag, um, so yeah, I just 
the shot they are trained. And I think, like I say, it's, if you get into good positions, it's an easy shot because it's not high risk really if you get into good positions. Um, but yeah, I think I need to put a, a bit of a hard yards in because I haven't played that in some time. Now, so. <laughs> yeah, you'll be coming. You'll be coming back in April, be racing the head off me. <laughs> And that'll that'll tell you when you need to work on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I put that one away for now, but uh, I can get it back in my bag. Well, I, th- I think on the like the the scoop and like the paddle, like Snoopy plays a lot. You see it, like the best example of that is at the minute Joe Root. You see him in Sri Lanka, he played three, four different types of sweeps, played with the fields, and then just gets runs for fun. And then, especially in league cricket, quite a lot of players are scared to play the shot because in league cricket, the umpires are like, you play a sweep shot, it's you anywhere in the pipe, John. <laughs> yeah. Did you just give you out on the shot? Well, like, if you can play it well and get in good positions and practice it, like Snoopy says, mm. you can play so many different types of sweeps, manipulate the fields, and then score so many runs from it, and it can be a risk-free shot. But yeah. I just think Joe Root at the minute is just absolutely classic. Obviously, he's one of the best players in the world, but... If you can just work on that and add that to your game, then but yeah, it's a hell of a lot of runs. Yeah, you're obviously were working on the house today because you obviously didn't see the England score. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was watching it at work, actually. I don't yeah. know, like, on the computer at work, it wasn't good watching, but, you know, I, I, I referred back to the Sri Lanka when he got a few. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I've, I've seen it while I've been working today. I've had it on my phone in the office and... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know they've got they've got top top spinner in Ashwin and stuff. But I mean that pitch to to, to do what it did. I mean within two days, it's just I don't know. I don't know whether I like a pitch that's got a bit in it for the bowler, the batter. You know, the, and, and you know it's challenging, but but you can you can get through it. But I don't know whether that pitch was just a little bit over the top as well, and it, it wouldn't it it wouldn't have mattered that. that that wicket needed to be improved, in my opinion, but that's just that's just my opinion. So, yeah, in, in India, are going to start like doctoring the pitches like that. In England, we need to just keep producing green seamers so Anderson can just get all the wickets. Yeah, <laughs> that's anyway. Yeah. That's what he's just going to turn into, isn't it? I could I couldn't believe it at the end though. I watched I watched the interviews and I was expecting there to be a discussion about the pitch, and the, the Indians were just literally like, "Yeah, yeah, great performance, Ravi Ashwin." You know, Axar Patel. You know, they've absolutely tore through them. Nothing about the pitch whatsoever. Um, but you know, it is is what it is. I think uh, going to India, no matter who you are, it's a, it's a tough tour in it. They're a top yeah. side. So, um, so yeah, going on to the 2019 season then. So, um, talking about big moments in the season, um, I'll start with you, Sonny, because Snoop obviously wasn't here for the for the first game. Um, but I've got I've got three or four moments in the season which stand out to me, where I think that you know that made a big difference. That's where I thought, hang on, we've we've, we've got a chance here because I don't think at the start of the season anyone even thought about Lawrence's. If I'm honest with you, Presswich were the talk of the talk of the town. Really, they you know they'd um, they had a, they had a strong side. Um, Flixton obviously because they'd won it the two previous years. Um, but what were the what were your main points in that season, Sonny? Where you thought, "Hang on a second, we're uh, we've got a chance here." Uh, yeah, like like you say, um, that first game of the season, we didn't Neil hadn't come over yet, 
so we had, we had a sub pro in and we weren't too sure about um, about how he was or like anything really about him. It was one of them, like you say, we, we picked him on stats. Yeah. Um, it had been a bank holiday weekend. I think it was so we, uh, a few of the lads were a bit ropey on that on that Saturday because <laughs> it would been Good Friday. Yeah. Um, and then we turned up. Uh, bowl first, didn't we? And it was it was absolute dust bowl. It was ragging square. It was like that. It was like the Indian pitch, to, to be fair. Yeah. Today. Yeah. And then uh, and, and that Flixton side was stocked full of pros. Like they had about three or four, didn't they? And um, well, they had Usman. They had they had Usman Tariq, who was pro. Yeah. Um, they had uh, Becker, who comes over from Jamaica. They had Marlon Welcome Goodman who comes from, I think he's from Barbados. Um, and then, you know, they got like, they had Luke, like Luke Perry, who's, you know, scored scored a lot of runs in Luke cricket, uh, league cricket. Uh, I don't, I can't remember whether they had Hammond that day, who's the Australian lad who's usually the skipper. I don't, I don't know whether they had him that day. But they had, you know, they had a strong side. Yeah, yeah and then like, when turning up and things like that, like, you wouldn't have given us a big chance seeing as how we didn't have Neil and things like that. It was first game of the season, a bit rusty. And then obviously we had about Scott bust his finger like his third over or whatever, broke his little finger. And then about 10 overs later, Adam cuts his webbing in his hand. So he has to go off. And then you, you were captain, weren't you then? Yeah. And then Matt on the boundary also breaks his finger. So everyone's just taking it in turns and going A&E <laughs> and coming back. And then... As well, like the way he was turning, they had like four or five spinners and like ri- good spinners as well, like the leg spinner. Um, Becker. Is it Becker who's the leg spinner? Yeah. He was bowling really well in really tough conditions. And in this country, we're not used to really playing big turning pitches, are we? So quite a lot of people were struggling in there. But we managed to get over the line, some good innings from yourself. And uh, Matt got us over the line. And like good little partnerships along the way. Um, and then obviously Kersey coming in at the end batting with a broken finger and just slog sweeping it and things like that <laughs> but yeah I thought that was, a, that was a big point in the season and then, I just think we we never got too ahead of ourselves like we always we, we just took it like an old cliche but took it a game at a time like we know each team's going to be different and bring different assets to the game and we just it was just one of them we just got in a habit of winning games yeah. And we just carried on doing it. Yeah, we got. I think we got into a, a momentum of of winning games, but we also knew the strengths in our side and how to. And we used them strengths on how to win a game. Certain certain times in a game, you knew when to make a change and things. And it, and and it'd usually there'd usually be an impact from that change. That was that was a yeah. big thing for me. What about um, what about a big one was uh, the the Aussie. Because like, at the start of the season especially, he got, he got a lot of big wickets. Like yeah. He was getting a lot of the pros out early doors and that was like a big help to us, I thought. And we just and because we batted so deep, there's like little cameos from everybody. And it was, it was one of them, you didn't look around and wait for somebody to do something. Everyone was contributing within the team. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Nick was... And again, that's another thing, you know, Nick was off the back of uh, Murray and Kyle going over to Oz in the winter. Uh, they yeah. met they met Nick and he wanted to come over to the UK for a summer. And I think he played third grade over in Oz, stroke second grade. So it's, you know, it is a little bit of a, a gamble because we don't know what that standard's like. You know, Murray and um, Kyle said, 
you know, it's decent and in our conditions we think he'll be, you know, top notch. Um and he landed literally the week before the first game. You don't know whether he's gonna fit into your team personality wise, but he just stepped right in, didn't he? And he was he was a top lad, you know, we all had top banter with him. Um his dad come over for a month as well, he was an absolute great guy. Um I know him and yeah. him and Murray got a bit of a bromance going on, Mr. Chris Moriarty, didn't they? Um but but yeah, it just it just all it just all fitted in. But I agree with what you're saying is the, the the wickets he took, he got the way he bowled, he got the better players out. Like he could bowl against the lower order batsmen and he wouldn't get them out because do you know what I mean? It was just the good yeah. players are the ones that got the snicks, if you know what I mean. Um, what about you, Snoop? What stand what stands out from the 2019 season? Any any moments where you think, yeah, hang on a second, we've we've got a chance here. Um, I can't think exactly back to which game and that, but that's I just throughout there'll be moments where everyone in the team stood up and had a performance when we were in trouble or maybe the other team was getting on top of us. Uh, whether it be a bowler taking a crucial wicket or a lower order batsman making some a crucial twenty thirty run partnership. Um, but yeah, like I can't pinpoint a exact innings or spell that's on ball, but I just always remembered that Either someone did it with the ball or did it with the bat, and like everyone chipped in throughout the whole season. It wasn't just yeah. one or two players. It was a, a good all-round performance. Um, but as I think, I played in the UK for a few clubs. I think um, having Parky as a keeper is, is a massive plus. Um, yeah. Being able to stand to some of our seamers and that. Um, some of the takes he takes and you know, just for Spinner knowing that you got him down the wickets it's, uh, you know, it's great to have yeah and also also what he brings with a bat as well he's the only I think he's the only player who who I know who basically doesn't train because of you know where he comes from and stuff like that and can still rock up on a Saturday and score a ton so yeah, um, no. yeah he's, he's just I think the energy he brings as well uh, they always say as a field inside you get your energy from your keeper he reminds me a bit like the Richard Pant at the minute. He just he's like an energizer bunny. He just keeps going all day long. You can't shut him up. He's there and thereabouts. He's always on the denying the umpires and things like that. But that's what, as a field inside, that's where you get your buzz and your energy in the ring for. And I think that's what helps with build pressure and things like that. And obviously it does help he's absolutely class with the gloves. Yeah, and when he's uh when it, when he don't get his own way, when he when a stumpy don't get given, he's like, Oh no, no. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So no, I, to- I totally agree. I've, I, I suppose I'll, I'll flip it on its head in regards to when I think well, a, a moment which stood out for me was I think the first time in the season where we didn't we didn't really turn up, um, and that was Greenfield away. Um, I remember I remember the game. I remember us warming up, and I remember thinking we're just not quite at the level that we're usually at in the warm-up um you know the wicket wasn't wasn't great um and they they managed to get through to i think it was 150 160 whatever it was they, they managed to get through to and we, we just never well to be fair we did get going because the opening partnership adam and parky got us got us off really really well it took a few overs out of the innings but i think we had a first wicket partnership of 60 or 70 something like that yeah. Um, and then we kind of went bang, 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 and and that was the first game we lost. And the thing what stood out for me was in that game was 
when we went back in the changing rooms afterwards, um, we could all sit there, say our piece, but whether we liked it or not, what somebody had some, you know, someone had something to say to me, or I had something to say to someone else, or whoever it was. I know Neil, you said a few words that day, um, which was probably the, the first time where you, you know, you'd had to say something that season. But I was going back to what I was saying before about everyone took it on board. You know, you take on board what the feedback is, you know, whether it's negative or positive, you brush it under the carpet and you go out again next game. Do you know what I mean? Because the week before that, the week before the Greenfield game was when we'd scored 430 for two. You know what I mean? When Kurz had got two, four, five. Um, so, it, it, you know, it was just it was just the first loss, but we'd not we'd not turned up right, and a few few truths got told. And but we had we were grown up enough, big enough, and daft enough to go right. Now we crack on, and that was a that was a big part of the season for me because I think the week after you could have gone, oh, I'm going to second. You know, we've lost a bit of our confidence or whatever, but we didn't. We just went straight back out there and and did the business. So that was mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was that was big for me. And the Presswich game at home as well because. We were unbeaten, and I think we were unbeaten, and Presswich were unbeaten, and they were obviously. Everyone was saying that they were going to be favourites for the league, and um, we managed to get the win over them at home as well, which was which was good. I think you scored a few that day, Sonny. I got fifty odd, I think. I didn't. Yeah, got got fifty odd that day, <laughs> mate. Very very Um. I'm just going to touch on um, spin because to me if you've got spin in your side half decent spin at, at league, in league cricket I think it's huge I think, you've, I think you're right in the game from ball one if you've got a decent spinner um, so Sonny I'll just come to you first what, what's your thoughts on spin obviously you're, you're both spinners um, so you're probably going to say yep yeah, it's massive you know we're the best thing since life's bread and, and that's it but I think I think spin is so big in in league cricket, um, and like I say, I think you're in with a shout from from ball one if you've got, you know, we we're lucky we've got more than one decent spinner on the side. Uh, what what's your thoughts in what what spin brings to it to to it, and what did it bring to our season that year? Uh, I know what you say I will say, but I think it it's massive, especially for league cricket in in this country, because we're mainly brought up. Like young to play nice straight back, you're gonna be playing a swinging moving ball, like a lot of pace bowlers and things like that. Um, but then when you bring spin into the equation, you find that out a lot in league cricket, not many of them can play spin very well. You you either get, a, you basically you, they just either hit you over the top or they block you. They, they don't really try and work ones or try and manipulate the field like playing sweep shots and things like that. So if you got a couple of decent spinners that were half a brain about cricket and know how to set good fields and you've got a captain who's uh, in, in like Adam who will trust you and allow you to set your own fields and things like that and then you can just pick up wickets for fun like you see like not even half decent spinners you pick up wickets or like it, it always annoys pace bowlers when they're toiling away for overs and overs putting on a spot and not getting anywhere like just missing the edge then the spinner will come on and then the batter seems to relax and think, oh, I can knock a few runs here. But then they don't actually think about and have a plan of how they're going to play the spin. 
and then they they cloth the ball to like mid on or something like that. So I think it it has a big part to play as well as um, in building pressure because if you set a good ring field and you have your boundary riders in the right place and you bowl your good line and length, then very very hard to get away. Especially on some of the pitches we play on, they do turn quite a bit as well. And especially for me, I bowl into I love bowling to right handers. I hate bowling to left handers because it's time turning it in. When you're taking it away from the bat, it makes it it feels like it makes it twice as hard. So then you're building the pressure and you're getting through the overs quicker and quicker. And then the batsmen, if they're not really going anywhere, they look up at the scoreboard and like, oh god, I've only got ten overs left. I'm going to start have to hit out here, otherwise we're struggling with a run rate. So then you can pick up wickets that way. So I think it, it, it does have a really really big part to play. And I think that's the the point where people in club cricket can develop the most is learning how to play spin better because if you look, they'll go the pace bowlers for a spell and then they'll just chuck the spinners on and say that they've got a good pro who's a, a spinner or whatever. They'll bowl 15 overs straight through, so it's a big chunk of the game gone there. So I think it's a big, big part to play in the club cricket. Yeah. And how's it, how's it going with you, Snoop, bowling them 90-mile uh, per hour darts that you, that you chuck down, mate? Yeah, <laughs> um, not my favourite uh, thing to do in the UK, burning spin on those small fields. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think, especially in limited overs cricket or any cricket really, um, especially one day cricket, it's easy to bowl pressure, like Sonny said. Not a lot of people can rotate spin as well. Um, and yeah, you have to create the pace, especially on like a slow wicket. It does take turn as well, and you have to create the pace. Um, you can just build pressure so easily, um, get through the overs as well. Um, but yeah, it just adds variety to the attack. I mean, you can't just be, I think South Africa was that 10 to 12 years ago, we just used to go see and pull out. And I think it, we eventually realized <laughs> that you can't just bounce people out yet use some other skills in that. Um, so yeah, you can see in world cricket, spinners are playing a big role in all formats. Um, T20 cricket, leg spinners are probably in the top 10, there's probably about three leg spinners there maybe. Um, and yeah, you can see in test cricket as well. Yeah. I think it makes a massive difference. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. And moving on to the cup run that we had, because obviously we won the Derek K trophy. It's a, Different colour ball, coloured kits, all the rest of it. Balls absolutely fly off the bat. Um, obviously, we, you know, we, we went on to win it, but I think there was a couple of um, there was a couple of games in the cut run. We played Edgerton first game, which was touch and go at one point. We we lost a few wickets in that game, um, managed to get over the line, and then we played we played a, a, a team from the division below where we actually changed our batting order around a little bit, if you remember, and we ended up losing <laughs> losing about five wickets for about 10 runs. Um, yeah. So that was, a, that was a nervy moment as well. Um, and then we had a good, we had a good, uh, I think we scored 400 against Unsworth as well at home, which was a, which was obviously a good one. I think you got 180 that game, Neil. Um and then I think the I think the big game out of the full run was Roe Green away at their place in the semi final. That was the I think that was the big the big game, the tough game. Um looking back on it. They're uh, always tough to beat at, at their place, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's a proper fortress, Roe Green. Yeah, it's um it's you know, it's a lovely ground and everything, but they they're uh, 
you know, they play hard at the end of the day. They do play hard. And um, it's my favourite ground, so I love going there. So if we, if we draw them in the cup, I'm quite happy, to be fair. But yeah, the cup run. Um, we never left that place, did we? We had played <laughs> in the league, then we played them in the cup the next day, and then we played the final there, like the following week. Yeah. It was like that home from home. <laughs> yeah. We I did. <laughs> yeah well we can say that about 2019 but we've got to start again this year haven't we so um, so yeah just going on just going on to the cup run what what do you think um, I mean I suppose it's much of the same compared to the league but obviously it's very different competition you know what I mean it's 45 overs for one you're playing with a, a, a coloured ball which I don't think does anywhere near as much as, as what the, the red ball does personally Um what do you what do you think we did well in the in the cup run? Um, obviously, your experience came in well, Neil, with um, with the one day cricket that you play as well. But what do you think we did well as a side? Um, I just in our bowling, I just say like I remember Mark came in the team, um, and yes, they just stepped up. So I think, and saying that because we had so much variety and so many players we could rely on that us bowling nine overs each and bowling five bowlers wasn't really a problem for us. Where some other teams, it was a problem that we make a makeshift bowler for the day and then people could cash in on that bowler. But I thought everyone that bowled could almost, would bowl every Saturday or every game anyway. So it's just, I think we had all our bases covered there um, with the bowling. And then the batting, um, I think we mix, do we mix the order up a little bit sometimes? Remember really? Um, I think we, I think we might have switched it round in the middle of the order a, a couple of times. Obviously, we had that game where we changed a lot of it round, yeah. which was nearly a bit of a slip up. But, <laughs> but yeah, I've got. I was nervous Saturday on the sidelines. I've got to admit. But um, but yeah, no, I know, I know where you're coming from with um, with the way we came at the game. We had we had depth, didn't we? Basically, that's what we had. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and like you say, someone always seemed to step up to the plate when, when we needed them to. Um, I think, sorry, I just think on that, that's a very, we're quite a decent fielding team as well. And I think I make some massive role in one day cricket. Um, like literally just a dive and save, silver going for four to dot four. And in one day cricket, obviously that just holds extra pressure. The run rate could have been, that would get six runs over now because you saved it, could maybe push it up to seven. So just create extra pressure, um, being a decent fielding team and that. And I think as I just, a lot of experienced players and a captain that um, knows the game well in that. I think we set um, reasonably good fields in that. So it's, it was easy for us to defend totals or like defend scores in that, which was obviously helpful towards our batters. Yeah, one, one that stands out that season to me, not to uh, not to blow too much smoke up your backside, Sonny, but um, that one, that run out at, um, at Monson when I was bowling, and you were stood at you were stood at square leg, and I had square leg, deep mid wicket on a massive boundary, and um, and long gone. And you um, you were stood at square leg, and the and the lad hit it towards long gone, but you know it was he was he was pushing it for two basically. And you you sprinted from square leg, slid, launched it in straight to the hands, and took the bales off, and and, and it was a big wicket as well because he, he was I think he was in. Um, I know Zaidi was the other one who we'd, we'd already got, but that, that lad was in as well. So, yeah, that's the one that stands out fielding-wise. But they're big moments, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They're, they're... Yeah, don't, don't retire that clip safe in your 
So, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but obviously we had a great season. It was, you know, really, really memorable, and um, yeah, be forever in the uh, in the memory bank with with that season, winning 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 the double. Not many, not many players get to do that. But um, one thing for me, one of my bugbears since I've been at Lawrence's is I feel like one one uh, competition which we've we've which we've not performed in has been the Lancashire Cup and for me this year I'd really really like a good a good run a good push at the Lancashire Cup because I know there's some big sides in it and I know you know they've, there's some sides which have got a lot of money and, and they've got big players and stuff but you know on the day it's cup cricket at the end of the day and like we've touched on tonight it's We've we've got depth in the squad. We've got all the bowling. We've got the batting, and um, my personal, um, obviously, the league and the cup this year for me is is I'd love to repeat it if we could. Uh, I don't see why we can't with the squad we've got. But I'd really love a, a Lancashire a Lancashire cup run and get as far as we can in that because we've not. I don't think we've performed like we we could have done. What what's your thoughts, Sonny? Is that does that? Uh, resemble with you is that one of your goals or if you or think it's uh, yeah. just a cup and cup in the league oh, 100% for the Lions knockout like as I, I played for Glossop previously and when I was a lot younger so I was about 14-15 and then I had some we had a really we had a, a couple of decent cup wins there uh, we played Northern um, and like Smitty Daryl Smitty was playing and like getting to play against him was great, and then like it became teammates with him for a bit. But like playing against him, who was like proper pro, unbelievable keeper, but then balls legs spin at you and stuff like that. And <laughs> clubs, clubs pay, paying out thousands and thousands of pounds, and then you coming up and get getting beaten. It's a bit, it's like a like a football, the FA Cup run. You like you like giant slaying, aren't you? Kind of thing. It's it's just brilliant. If we could get a good cup run going. Um, obviously, I want to win every competition we enter. Um, I think uh, in the 2019 season, we weren't at the races that day. And it was uh, a very... It's, it was just a really annoying game. Like it's what, It was one of them, one of those grounds where they, it just seemed to... They were like absolutely cloffing these shots and they're just flying for six everywhere. And you're like, how, how is that even happening? And you're like, any other ground that's normal shape, He's just getting caught in the boundary here. But then they just kept flying into like the river and things like that. But yeah, yeah, course, I want to win every competition we play. Hopefully we can get a good 2020 campaign as well this year. And we, we've done all right in previous ones, but sometimes the calendar gets a bit condensed and then people end up playing quite a lot of games and it's it, it becomes more of a struggle to get a, a set team going because obviously people have other commitments. Like we're not professionals, so... People have other commitments to do and things like that. So hopefully, we can in all all competitions, all areas, as well as like use the twenty twenty stuff to bring a few of the younger players like Ethan Ellingworth and people like that through, um, and Mason and people, just get them used to playing senior cricket and develop their skills as well. Yeah, I think it's a good point that you touch on that actually because it's not something that I'd, I'd plan to talk about. But I think I think the T twenty is, um, you know, it's it, it it's 
it's just a very very different version to the cricket we play at weekend isn't it and I think it's a good it's a good opportunity to, to have some fun play hard have some fun but also to get to a finals day would be good um, we did get to it about four years ago I think but we got we got knocked out in the first in, in the first semi um, but that would be that would be a good day out as well for the club and it's just it's in the Lancashire Cup as well it's good for the the fans you know when we get you know when we get a good um, a good trip away like when we went up I know you were with us but we went up to um, we went up to uh, I think it was Netherfield Kendall up in the lakes and we took a 52 seater with us and you know the loads up on the up on the grass verge having a good drink it was absolutely roasting and, and playing at a top ground as well on top wickets do you know what I mean They're, that's what um that's what I think it's all about. Well, you want to test yourself against the best as well, don't you? Yeah. You want to test yourself and see how far you can go as a team. And then those days are great for the club, create a lot of money and things like that. Especially, say, other teams do that and bring a, a big seat of bus to like DSL and come there. It's great for everyone's club, isn't it? It's creating money, especially needed now more than ever after what's been going on. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. So, Snoop, what are your um, what are your hopes for twenty twenty one then? I know you I know you uh, you're flying back over hopefully in time for the start of the season. Um, what's your what's your hopes for twenty twenty one? Repeat the double again. Yeah, like I said. Um, I love how he just goes. Yeah. Double <laughs> <laughs> double would be good. As um, I'm at this point last year in the T twenties, um, I think we didn't really do it as good like we could have done a lot better than we actually did and in the Lancashire uh, knockout so yeah if those two tournaments we can just have a better run um, that will be great um, and yeah just see maybe a bit more juniors coming getting around the second team and making uh, a difference in the second team that will be great to see as well for the youngsters coming through see how they develop yeah because um, yeah. obviously they are the future of the club as well so I think as much as winning trophies and that, seeing the youngsters come through in the senior teams and putting up their hands is just a, a great sign of a club on the way up. It's not always about the trophies, but you see some juniors coming up and doing well. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've touched, touched on that in my last couple of podcasts in regards to, you know, putting plan in place with juniors and clubs, you know, the, especially with COVID and stuff, what's happened. Um, a lot of clubs have, are going to be they're going to struggle moving forward. Some clubs are already struggling, and we were talking about, you know, if you've not got if you've not got a plan in place for your junior section and bringing your juniors through, at some point your fu- your future's gonna, well, your future's not looking very bright, and you're gonna you're gonna f- you're gonna fall down very quickly, basically. So, um, yeah. but I'd like to think that we've you know we've we've done we've done right by the juniors. We've had a good plan in place over the last few years, and hopefully. We, carry that on moving forward but it'll be good to see you know the likes of Ethan for example who played I think he played three games in the 2019 season for for the first team he's now you know he's now another 18 months older um so I'd like to see him coming through and you you just never know do you by the end of the season he might be he might be a permanent permanent fixture for example in the first team it's good to have that competition so so yeah um so just before we um we finish off uh, I'll come to you first, Sonny. Um, best player you've ever played against? Um, when I played me first, um, that was the second team 2020 game. 
Dan Christian was playing against us, just like fresh, fresh off an IPL as well, <laughs> IPL season. So he, he just needed a bit, a bit of practice. And oh my word, watching him chase down a score with absolute ease, just carving it over the top of point for sixes and one bounce fours is just like we just we all came off after the end and we're just like, so you know what lads, he's just been in the IPL, we can't really do much, can we? It, it was incredible to watch him go about his business and just how easy he made the game look. But yeah, I'd probably say Dan Christian. Fair do Snoop. Best best player you played against? Yes. Uh no, I can't tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. Um Well you played against that many you mean? <laughs> no, no, no one really stands off that much. Um yeah. Change, 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 change the question then. Who's the best player you played with? Played with. Mm. <clears throat> Can't answer that one either. <laughs> uh, no, I think I've played with um, Clinton Stearman, who's played now for South Africa in the T20s. Uh, you'll probably play this soon. Um, but, yeah, you know, just different position. I think uh, with Pino, one of my mates, is one of the better batsmen I've seen at the rec, um, how to go about um, scoring big runs and that and being consistent. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say, pinpoint who's the best in each thing, I think. There's been days I've people do some ridiculous things and then next day I've seen someone else's idiot, so it's hard to say. Sitting on, he's sitting on the fence here, isn't he, Snoop? He's, he's, in, he's in that bio bubble in South Africa. He's figured, I'm going to get a right load of grief for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, good on you. I can't, I can't, um, I can't blame you, mate. Um, and just before we go, couple, just a couple more things. Um, Snoop, I'll come to you first. Best, best cricket in memory? Best thing that's happened in your cricket career? Um... Apart from the double at Lawrence's, obviously. <laughs> um, obviously I'll make my first class debut was great um, and my first first class time um, but I think the one that stands out most to me because I see myself as more of a batsman uh, was getting my first uh, first class fight first right. <laughs> so, okay. just being more batsman and being able to get it and the way we defended that total was, uh, yeah, was quite a, like one of the better games I've played in as well so yeah it stands out for me okay and you Sonny yeah, well, make my one and only first class game uh, playing against the West Indies. That was an incredible experience, just like getting your cap and then taking like my first first class wicket as well. Um, yeah, you can't really top that. You've been training and dreaming about it for years and years and years. All like the sacrifices that your parents have made for you all the time, and then just having played a good three day game against like not only just like a like a normal county side, but like an actual international side, uh, yeah, can't really top that. Fair enough, fair dues. And, and yours, go on. What did you say, time. Snoop? And yours? My best moment of my career. Yeah. Um, Sharing a change room with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, best moment of my career was when Dillers got dropped to the seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, the best moment of my career, honestly, it's something I've thought about this actually, because obviously the double winning season was was massive. You know, it's such a great achievement to win, basically mop up everything in, in the league, what you what you can, what you're playing. Um, but my 
my best memory in in my career was um, winning the the league in I think it was two thousand and fourteen Lancashire County League, where we beat. It was tight up at the top of the league anyway. We were expected to be anywhere near the top of the league. No one was talking to us about about us that year. Um, and then we beat. Oh, sorry, we lost to Glossop on the Saturday. I think you played in that, Sonny. Yeah, you got a few. Sonny knocked the runs off against us. Really, sort of put a dent in our uh, challenge. And then, so there was three games left with that game, I think. And then we lost to Glossop on the Saturday, and West Denton West won. Um, and we had Denton West on the Sunday, and you Glossop had Presswich on the Sunday. We absolutely crumbled. And um, and we finished. And I always remember Dale Pennington celebrating like absolutely jumping off the steps and everything and for some reason I don't know why but I just fancied Presswich against Glossop on the Sunday um, and I was talking to Dale after the game and I said I said I think Presswich will beat you though tomorrow I said I don't know why you're away at their place and I just think I think they'll beat you and we played West at home and um, I, I won't go through all the detail because I could talk about it all day but it got it got down basically to we were we were cruising. We were we were going all right. We'd batted first. We'd got their main batters out, or we thought so. Um, and then Adam decided to bring me back on, and uh, a, a chap called Killy. I don't know whether you met Killy. Did you meet him, Snoop from Denton West, Liam Kilburn? You might have met him around the club last year at some point. But um, uh, 2019, he he basically tees off from ball one, and he's got a good eye. And he he took me for something like 27 off an over. Um, or 25 or something like that and, and the game literally just went bang like that and obviously in your own edge you're thinking oh my god what have I just done um, yeah. and, he, and he carried on he, he, he carried on you just it was like you were saying um, Sonny about Bradshaw that day it didn't matter what he did it just went and you were thinking Jesus and then they, had, they needed four runs off something like five overs um, but they only had one wicket left but he was still in on about 70 or whatever it was. Um, and Jody Clough was stood at long gone at the top end of the ground. I was stood at fine leg at the short boundary at the bottom end. And Jody Clough's dad was walking past me, Paul Clough. And he went, he went, what do you reckon, Ben? And I went, oh, I says, I said, you know, they need four runs off five overs. I said, I, I reckon, you know, I don't fancy it. And he went, don't worry, we've got this in the bag. And, it, and I mean, when he said it, he was 100% confident. We've got this in the bag. And the next ball, Tom Young ran down the hill, bowled the ball, and Killy went for the six to finish the game. And it oh. and it went straight up to Long Gone. Jody Clough come running round. And the, the ground were packed because we were playing Denton West, which obviously local rivals. It was absolutely packed. And it went up, and the ground, you could hear a pin drop. Everyone was just like... And uh, Jody ran round, caught it, and uh, obviously everyone just went berserk. There were grown men crying, all sorts going on. And then um, we were all piled on top of Jody on the floor. Um, and then Stato comes running out the score box, running across the cricket pitch, and, go, <laughs> and goes, we've, we've won the in league because, uh, because Glossop had been beat off Presswich. Um, so it was just one of, them, one of them mad moments where, you know, adrenaline was rushing and, it was yeah, literally everyone just shaking, bearing hand afterwards, and it was just a, the the best the best cricket the best cricket game I've played in, and best memory for me definitely. So um, so yeah, so that was that was mine. Um, 
I'm just going to finish off with one quick question for you both, uh, and then I'll let you get back to your evenings, because I know, Snoop, you're obviously a couple of hours ahead of us. Um, just a quick question for both of you. 2019 season, who do you reckon the two players in the team were with the highest ducks? Ooh. <laughs> I'd probably be up there. I got a first baller at Ron Green. Played for the turn, went straight. <laughs> yeah, you only you only got you only got one duck and it was that one that was that one golden, so you're not uh Hey Moriarty, Moriarty will get yeah. you one. Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. Dillers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Adam. Adam. Adam got Adam got two ducks and one golden. Oh, the war. So he made up for it last season or whatever the little season we had. Yeah, he did. He played. Yeah, he played really well. But yeah, Adam had Adam had three ducks altogether. Uh, Dillers had three ducks altogether as well. But Adam had one golden. Dillers didn't have any goldens. And then sorry, Sonny. Yeah, you were third. You had two. You had a duck and you had a golden duck. But I, I, I was just looking at the stats earlier on, and I, I couldn't. I would like you to then. I would never have thought that it would have been Adam um, right up at the top. So I just thought I'd throw him under the bus. <laughs> so um, reverse over and Ninja's probably under it. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. going to be both up until this year. <laughs> yes, mate. As always, won't be. Uh, I won't be coming down that hill. Can't come down the hill at Lawrence's, can you? When we've got two spinners. You know <laughs> what I mean. And uh, Snoop just bringing himself on, you know, to clean up a few of the rabbits at the end. <laughs> so, yeah, wicked, wicked's a wicked. Exactly, exactly that, mate. You've got to take them while you can. You're quite right, mate. You're quite right. Right, boys, listen, thanks for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Um, looking, for, looking forward to the season. Hopefully we get a proper season in. Um, and fingers crossed in, what, about six weeks' time, five weeks' time, uh, we'll be able to get some nets going and uh, get ready for the season and hopefully perform like we did in 2019. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it, boys. Have a good uh, have a good time up until then. But thanks a lot for uh, joining Catches with Matches and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Yeah, buddy. <laughs>